This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Now they're sitting on you know, $100,000 in debt or $200,000 in debt. And and nobody had talked to them about scholarships. They're, they're like, I just wish somebody would have taken the time to sit me down and explain to me that I could actually win these scholarships. So just hearing their stories, I realized kind of the contrast of what my life could have been like if I hadn't applied for scholarships. And it just makes me all the more thankful that I don't have to deal with debt. show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about scholarships for college. As a young parent, I am doing my best to save up for my two kids to go to college in the 2030s. But based on the calculators I'm using, we're going to fall about $100,000 short of our goal for each kid. One area we are interested in exploring more to assist with our shortfall is college scholarships. So in my quest to learn more and hopefully help other parents out there listening, I've invited Christina Ellis on the show today. After winning a half a million dollars in scholarships and getting into her dream school, Vanderbilt University, Christina Christina set out on a quest to help students have similar or even greater success. She's the best-selling author of Confessions of a Scholarship Winner and How to Graduate Debt-Free, and the creator of the site CollegeNinja.com. Her work has been featured in numerous media outlets such as Fox and Friends, The Katie Couric Show, USA Today, Reuters 17, and Money. When Christina isn't helping parents and students with the scholarship process, She's spending time with her two-year-old boy and newborn baby girl. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's go through this story. That's a super fantastic victory you've had. How did you get the idea of applying for scholarships in the first place? Well, my mom sat me down my freshman year of high school and she basically said, Christina, I love you and I believe in you, but there's just no way that I can support you financially once you graduate from high school. So you've got to figure out your own way to pay for college. You know, of course, I was kind of stressed and overwhelmed by that at first. I was like, why are you telling me this? I'm a freshman in high school. What can I do about it? But at the same time, she started really encouraging me to apply for scholarships. Strangely enough, she read a magazine article where somebody had walked people through like everything they needed to know to win scholarships. And it really inspired her. And she was like, all right, let's do this. And we just dove into everything we could find about scholarships. We read every book every article, every resource. We interviewed alumni from my high school and I just got really fired up. Um, At the time, you know, I didn't even know what student loans were. I didn't know they were an option. So I thought that if I wanted to go to college, I had to have money to pay for it. So scholarships were amazing because they offered this, this opportunity to go to my dream school, which I was really excited to do. That's incredible. I love that you and your mother, it sounds like, both have that sort of goal-oriented, go-getter mindset. Did mom work alongside you in the process? Was there a lot of pushing and shoving of Christina to get these scholarships going? 
Yeah, my mom was a huge inspiration. So I'm pretty motivated as is. I tend to be pretty driven, but it works out perfect because she's really motivated and driven too. So she like just completely walked through the process with me. She went to the library with me. My senior year of high school, it was basically like a part-time job. I spent hours and hours and hours filling out applications. And, you know, as much as that could be boring for a high school student, she sat with me and tried to like make it seem like a little party. She would always make sure that we were having a good time. I would take breaks, walk around. So it was really cool because my mom and I are like best friends. So it was pretty cool that we were able to do that together. And she was just completely in the process. I think it would have been hard if she was just like, do it, do it, do it. And it almost felt like a punishment, but she was really lively about it and made it almost like a a fun thing that we could do together. I think that's a key point you just pointed out there. If you're saying, why aren't you getting any scholarships? What's wrong with you? Go get them. Why aren't you filling them out? Like, as opposed to, hey, let's do this together. Let's make it a fun challenge. That's a good observation for parents. So let's talk about finding these scholarships. How did you go about finding these scholarships? Yeah, so lots of time just spent diving into research. So there's a lot of different scholarship databases that you can use. There's everything from Scholarly to CapEx to Bright Future. There's several, several databases that are specifically focused on scholarships. So you type in information like your demographics, background, interests, and they narrow down the millions of scholarships to a targeted list that specifically fits you. So that's a great place to start. Sometimes those, they might miss scholarships that actually do fit you. So I recommend looking at at least five different databases because one scholarship database could give you a list of 20, one could give you a list of 60, and they could have completely different scholarships. So use several databases and kind of combine the best of the best scholarships that specifically target you. I actually, as old school as this sounds, um, in today's day and age, I just love doing like a basic Google search. It's amazing how how well you can find targeted scholarships still just using a Google search. So I always recommend that people write down a list of their activities they're involved in, unique traits, things that could qualify for a niche scholarship. So there are scholarships given away for so many different reasons. There are scholarships for very common things like doing sports or academics, but there's also scholarships for being tall or short or like having red hair or being (laughs) left-handed. There are so many unique different scholarships. So write down anything that could possibly be a scholarship qualifier. And then you can go into Google and type in scholarships for runners, scholarships for people who love horses, scholarships for women in STEM. There are just so many different things that you can kind of target in a, in a really targeted Google search. So you definitely need to like narrow things down as you go through Google. But if you type in the right keywords, I find that sometimes that can be even better than databases because it kind of cuts through the clutter and the overwhelm and helps you find ones that are specifically for you. Once you got a hold of one of these that fit well for you, how long did it take you to actually complete the scholarship process? Well, here's the thing. The beginning of the scholarship process can kind of feel overwhelming and take the most time. But as you go along, it gets easier. So the first application, you have to think through, you know, what all have I done for the last four years? What kind of things can I write down? Then you have to do your essays and get your recommendation letters. But after the first several applications, it gets easier because you've already thought through all that. So you're just basically copy and pasting and modifying things to fit each new application. And same thing goes with essays. So you typically can get about like five really solid core essays and then modify and improve them for each scholarship application moving forward. So if you take time to really craft those essays and make them amazing and really strong, then you know you can just recycle them and reuse them and they can get great bang for your buck, especially if they're amazing essays that you see start winning scholarships. It's, it's usually true that those scholarship judges on other scholarship applications are going to like that essay as well. 
And how many did you end up completing throughout the process? You said you won a half a million dollars for your scholarships, which still blows me away. How many scholarships did you end up doing? Yeah, I completed about 50 applications, which, you know, that was a good amount. But it's funny, as I've gone along, I've met people who've done 100 or 200 applications. So I definitely encourage people to cast their net very wide when they're going through the process. But at the same time, make sure you go deep and submit high quality applications. It's not just about submit, submit, submit. It's about, you know, finding the right level of depth and really putting yourself into these applications. That's incredible. So you filled out 50 applications and you won a half a million dollars. Yeah, I was very fortunate. I won some of the bigger scholarships, which was amazing. One scholarship allowed provided a full ride through a PhD, which is amazing. And won some other $20,000 scholarships and some larger ones. So very thankful for that. That is incredible. Incredible. So when you got your first one, if you could take me back to like, you know, you and your mom working together, filling out these scholarships, talk to me about when you won your first one. It was so affirming because, you know, we had put all of this time and effort into it. And, and it's kind of scary. I think that it often holds people back from even applying for scholarships, the fear of, you know, is it going to be worth my time and energy? So to see that first letter come in the mail was just completely overwhelming and amazing because it was like, okay, we are on the right track. This is all worth it. All the time invested is definitely going to pay off. And it was really affirming too, because the first kind of scholarship information that I received back was from the Coca-Cola scholarship program, which is super competitive. They had over a hundred thousand applicants the year that I applied they kind of go in rounds. So they have like regional finalists and and you keep going through these different rounds. So that was the first bit of material I received was letting me know that I made it to the next round, which I was so incredibly excited about. I was like, okay, we must be doing something right. Let's keep going. (laughs) How much was that one that you won? That was $20,000. $20,000. Wow. Okay. So that is a big moment. And, And you kept on going. You saw the results, I guess, from the first couple ones you won, took the information that was in those essays and kind of rinse and repeat? Well, I always would modify and improve the essays. So, you know, a lot of the questions will be very similar. It might be like, what's a significant achievement that you're proud of? What is an area? What is an achievement you've had a big impact in? Like the questions are often worded similarly, but maybe have like a little bit of differences. So I would go through and kind of tweak them to fit each application. But yeah, it was so great because I could recycle in, especially with some of the bigger scholarships that I applied for, they required, one of my applications required eight essays. So it was pretty nice once I had done that, as hard as that application was, it took time. You know, I had great material for future applications. Well, I'm sure you hear of it a lot. You know, you tell your story to people, you tell people what they can physically do. And then, you know, sort of the the negative train comes out. Well, you know, they only give scholarships out to kids who have really good grades. And, you know, my kid is not an A plus student. What would you say to that person? Well, I would encourage them to go for it because there are literally billions of dollars in scholarships given away. And I was not the perfect student. I had solid grades, but I was not valedictorian or star athlete or just like this perfect scholar candidate that people envision. I was actually number 32 in my class of 182. So I had like solid enough academics, but was not valedictorian. So I'm so thankful I did not look around my small town high school and compare myself to everyone else because I would have been overwhelmed. I would have been like, well, I'm not valedictorian. I'm not in the top 5% of my class. Who am I to apply for all these scholarships? Like, why would they pick me? But my mom just instilled so much belief in myself. And we also just did so much research to realize that these judges are not just looking for straight A students. They're not just looking for the smartest people because 
if you look around the workforce, the most successful people, they're not always the valedictorians. A lot of B and C students are the ones who are running companies and, you know, they're treating you for your ailments and they're doing all these things that are just really powerful. So the scholarship judges realize that. So they're not just looking for perfect students. There's so many different ways that you can stand out in the application process. We'll be back to the show after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show trying to dispel some myths today. And, you know, another one that I've heard out there, I was kind of spending some time on Reddit and looking for some myths that people might have. You know, some people are saying my kid is not in an underrepresented or marginalized group. Are there actually scholarships out there for my kid then? Yeah, that's a very good question. And interesting because I've heard a lot of feedback from that. Some people have been like, well, you're, you know, you came from a low-income background or you're a minority. Like, of course you want scholarships. But it's actually interesting because the statistics show that the majority of scholarships go to white middle-income students. So just to completely dispel that, that is the stats actually say that that's where they go. I think people get that myth because a lot of the scholarships are academic or a bit more merit-based. And some of the louder ones that people hear about maybe have an income requirement. So people get really bummed out when they see that. 
But statistically speaking, that myth is not true. I'm not sure how, how I feel now about hearing that, hearing your response <laughs> both ways, because it's like, it's open for everybody. I guess is the point is what we're trying to say for everybody. These ideas that are out there that it's only for the A plus student or only for marginalized groups. You mentioned at the beginning, hey, if you're tall, you're short, you got red hair, there might be a scholarship out there for you, right? So many different scholarships. It's, it's wild. There's even one for coming up with the best zombie apocalypse escape plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep narrowing this down for people who are maybe saying, ah, not for me. How young is too young to start applying for scholarships? Well, there are scholarships available for students that are as young as four years old, but I do not recommend you to start going neck deep in the scholarship process that early. (laughs) Most of the scholarships are available once you get into high school and college, with a lot of them being your senior year. I often encourage students to spend the beginning of high school really focused on building their applications. So if you are a parent with a freshman or a sophomore, it is a great time for you to really start being strategic. So read books, figure out resources, because this is your chance to build the resume. So I talk to so many parents and students that are seniors in high school, and they're like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have had this material four years ago because I don't feel like I have enough on my resume. And I, I see all these spots that I could have improved. So it's it's definitely not too late if you're a senior, but if you start even looking at materials in eighth grade and freshman year, you have so much more time to be strategic and really build up an excellent resume, um, especially if you don't have perfect grades. I mean, that was kind of what I focused on is I knew I didn't have perfect grades. I wasn't you know, going to be that 4.0 student. So I logged over a thousand hours of community service throughout high school, which sounds like a lot, but it's not. If you're strategic and break it into each year and you know, kind of break it down by the week, it's, it's not that much time when you have that much time to plan for it. So it's just nice if you can be strategic on the front end, because then you can kind of really craft your involvement in your activities to stand out when you do apply for scholarships. I love it. Well, you've given some very specific advice, especially for our parents that are listening right now that maybe have those teen uh, students and that are especially heading towards their junior and senior year and things like that. I would love to talk to you, Christina, about what it meant to have that much in scholarships for you and what has that done for your life Knowing that your mindset at the time is I'm only going to pay for college with money, which is a great mindset to have. What has that meant for you to be able to not worry about student loans? Whew, where do I even start? That's, I mean, first of all, it's meant that I can change my family tree. You know, my, my family, my mom came from Venezuela. She immigrated from Venezuela and, you know, she grew up in, in a pretty rough area in Caracas And it's like to go from where she was to where we are now is incredible. I got to go to Vanderbilt University and study things that I loved and just really figure out who I was, do internships, not have to stress out about money every single moment. So I think that's just probably the biggest thing is just seeing how far we've come since from where my mom started to where I am now is amazing. We get to change just the entire course of my family. And then beyond that, after college, I didn't have to worry about a massive amount of student loan debt. So I got to travel to 25 different countries. I got to start a business. I get to do what I'm doing now and not have to feel like I had to immediately, you know, just start a nine to five. I've just had so much freedom after college and it's been incredible. That is incredible. And and that mindset of, you know, not taking on that debt, has that sort of seeped into the other parts of your life after college? I mean, when you're thinking about car loans and things like that. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, it's 
it's all about freedom. It's all about not having that stress and that weight. It's incredible. So it's, I feel fortunate that I got to experience that so early in life and kind of just see, unfortunately, I had a lot of friends in college who were like, Christina, I wish I would have met you sooner because now they're sitting on, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt or $200,000 in debt. And, and nobody had talked to them about scholarships. They're, they're like, I just wish somebody would have taken the time to sit me down and explain to me that I could actually win these scholarships. So just hearing their stories, I realized kind of a contrast of what my life could have been like if I hadn't applied for scholarships. And it just makes me all the more thankful that I don't have to deal with debt. That's incredible. You're motivating people right now. You're motivating your friends that, that you've talked to as well. Let's talk a little bit about how you support people in this area. Tell us a little about that. I understand you have a course. Tell us about that. Yes, I just released a course I'm so excited about. It's the Complete Guide to Winning Scholarships. So I walk people through the entire process, everything from the foundation. So understanding financial aid and how it works, what you can get in just gift aid automatically from your school, what you can get automatic scholarships for just basic academics and for getting into different schools, how to find the schools that offer the most merit aid possible to make the process even easier. And then I walk people through, you know, how do you build that foundation? How do you create that application that really stands out from everyone else? And then how do you actually build amazing applications that stand out? So how do you fill in an essay that judges really connect with? And how do you get killer recommendation letters that make judges go, yes, that is the person. So I'm really excited about that because I've been doing these workshops in person for the last several years. So now it's all online and available to everyone. So I'm just excited to help more people. Obviously, there's parents listening to this show. Is it more geared towards the parents for the course or is it more geared towards the kids taking the course? Well, I've tried to create it in a way that you know both can connect with. I've always done my books in a way that I write for the 15 and the 16 year old, because I feel like I want kids to be able to take ownership of it themselves. But I have found that my audience is often parents who are trying to help encourage and motivate their kids. Well, I mean, it could be an example of what you and your mom did together because it was uh, meant for you, but you did it along with mom and made it even more fun. So I think that in the spirit of that, hopefully parents and kids can do it together. Outside of the course, where can people connect with you and learn more from you? Yeah, they can visit my website, collegeninja.com, or you can connect with me on socials at College Ninja. Excellent. Christina, this has been a pleasure talking to you. You and I recently attended a conference together. We both have a very much like-minded focus on financial future for a lot of families out there. So I'm really, it was a pleasure for me to speak to you today. And thanks so much for being here. This has been awesome. Thank you. Scholarships may just be our ticket to helping our kids live a student debt-free life. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Christina Ellis. Number one, target your scholarship niche. Evidently, a good Google search can go a long way. Start looking at things that fit your child's age, grade, background, location. The more niche you go, the better off you'll be, evidently, from uh, Christina here. So to test this theory, I decided to get quite niche with my Google search for my daughter Zoe, as she is going to be my first child going off to college. So I went with scholarships for girls in Michigan. That was my first search. My second search was scholarships for Chaldeans, as that is a part of my daughter's ethnic background. And I also went very specific with our county that we live in too. And after those three searches, I found three scholarships to apply for and it 
took me about five minutes. So <laughs> Christina's right. Yes, Google is quite the uh, index for looking for things, if you didn't know. <laughs> so use Christina's tactic and target your scholarship niche. Number two, reuse your good work. As you go through the process or as your teen or your child goes through the process, it sounds like you won't have to reinvent the scholarship application each time, which is great news, especially if you're considering doing 50 to 100 of them. You can more think of it as like five or 10 that get reused and polished before each delivery. So these are the essays, the answers, the details. They can be recycled, as Christina said. Number three, be honest and make it fun. I loved how Christina's mom took the college talk as an opportunity to have an honest moment with her daughter about what she'd be able to help out with. And we're going to have to have that conversation as well with our kids. Here's what we saved up, Zoe and Calvin. You two are in charge of the rest, but let me show you how. And when Christina's mom showed her how, she made it fun. She even used the word party. (laughs) And for a guy who knows you have to make some stuff more fun, like budgeting, I'm all about using the word party. (laughs) So when it comes down to it, Christina probably felt like she had support and love in the scholarship process. And that, more than likely, made her want to do it more. And a half a million dollars in scholarships is proof of that support and, of course, Christina's hard work as well. Well, those are my top three takeaways, everyone. I would love to hear from you on what yours were. So hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM, and let's keep the conversation going. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. A big thanks to Dan Tabbitt for editing our show today and to Weird Digital Marketing for your support on Instagram. You can follow us at Andy Hill MKM and check out the fun, goofy reels that I'm doing and the other information we're sharing. Our Instagram has now over 14 thousand followers. So please join the conversation at Andy Hill MKM. And before we go for the day, I want to ask you one quick favor, a little support for your buddy here, Andy. If you are enjoying the show, please text two friends today with a link to this family empowering podcast. The best way to grow this show is through word of mouth, from people who are already enjoying it. So if you would be willing to do that two-minute favor today, that would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for considering it. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from James Altucher. Quantity and persistence will get you the outcomes you need. Good luck with your student debt-free journey, my friends. Carpe diem. 